Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about which villains in the MCU are perfect to fill Thanos' hole. Wait, what? My name is MT and I'm here today with the wonderfully amazing off-screen producer, Brandon. Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be back. Dude, I love doing big questions with you, man. It's great. you're so smart and you're factual oh. and you're with it. You're with oh. it. I just got a lot of confidence in the bullshit that I say. That's all. Fake it till you make it. That's all I got. That's yeah. the way I live my yeah, life. Yeah, kids, whatever you have to say in class, it doesn't matter if the answer's wrong or right. You just say it with confidence. Say it with confidence. That's how politicians work. Hey, yo. <laughs> That's how they're all, you know, in office. Got them. All right, hit me with that big question, Brandon. Okay, okay, MT. Here's the deal. All right, I'm I'm loving the new What If series. It's been great. Oh, yeah. uh, the second episode showed us a timeline where Thanos was dissuaded from pursuing his infamous plan involving the Infinity hmm. Stones and maybe a little genocide. I don't know. It's debatable. Uh, and he's pursuing <laughs> a life of good, right? Okay? Yes. And in this absence, the collector, he gets yoked up. Right, he gets juiced, up. Uh, and he takes up he takes up the role of being like a big bad in that universe, right? Mm. But if you think about it, we already have our own timeline in the MCU where there is no Thanos, uh, where that younger Thanos from 2014 mm. he went all the way to the future just to get dusted. What a waste, buddy. SMH. But now, you know, the TV is <laughs> SMH. What are you? What was he thinking? But and the TVA has showed us like this made a new whole timeline, right? So now there's this, this right. 2014 MCU timeline that has no Thanos. So that leads us to this week's big question. Who would hmm. become the new conqueror in that 2014 timeline that's missing Thanos? Mm, that is a great question, Brandon. Well, I think it's time to invoke the MCU's 25th Amendment and look at the line of succession for Marvel's Big Bats. And if Thanos was the president, who would slide in to replace him if he was no longer able to perform his duties? So let us go through the list and theorize who might be a worthy successor to the Purple Man with uh, an attitude problem. And you're going to help me out with this one, Brandon, because we yeah. had a long list of uh, people that want Thanos' job. And I know you're all sitting there screaming at your screens, yelling, it's gotta be Kang. It's, it's, of course it's gotta be Kang. It's gotta be and Kang. he would certainly make sense as a worthy successor to Thanos. But at the same time, we know that he who remains is still controlling the timelines at this point. And he allowed Thanos to hop to the future and then get destroyed. So it was all part of his plan. So I don't think Kang is too concerned with coming in and taking over one timeline because he's got a much bigger aspiration. So I think Kang would continue to wait for his moment to begin conquering multiple timelines and universes and wouldn't just focus on this timeline. No, that makes total sense. <laughs> Why is Kang going to worry about this one little timeline? You know, he's got bigger yeah. fish to fry. He's got to catch them all. It's like it's Ash stopped at Pikachu. It's like, you know what? This is good. I, I'm going to focus on this one Pikachu. I'm not going to focus on the other Pokemon, okay? I mean... I <laughs> One Pokemon's a lot of work. I don't know why you bother getting hundreds of them, but I guess this you gotta is true. collect One them all. One pet is a lot of work, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not out there trying to collect all dogs. Okay. <laughs> MT, you brought up Kang, but that also, you know, like I think a lot of people are like yeah. thinking the Celestials, right? They should be the, the mm. new bad in this timeline, but they're a very big picture type of force, right? You know, they're there at right. the beginning exactly. and the end. They've seen multiple universes, and like they go around spreading life. Uh, they're already wiping out whole planets and civilizations whenever they feel like it. So I don't think they need to take over for Thanos. Like Thanos is just like a yeah. little street corner criminal to them. Like they're these are the big bosses of the universe. You know, they gotta love and get refused. 
<laughs> like they don't they don't care about this one little timeline so yeah forget about kang forget about the celestials yeah i think those two we could just easily get those two out of the way but now that we do got those two out of the way let's look at the line of succession after them because right at the top of the list i think you have to put everyone's favorite god of mischief mr loki himself oh, as yeah. sylvie suspected at the end of the series finale when she was like you just want this for yourself don't you and he was like no totally i don't i love you i love myself uh <laughs> Loki has got to be the first up in the line of succession to replace Thanos because he is burdened with glorious purpose after all and he is well aware of the Infinity Stones and Thanos' quest for them. And the power vacuum left behind when Thanos exited 2014 with most of his army meant that Loki could slide right in and, you know, continue his quest if he really wanted to. Because if you remember in Avengers um, 1, he was very much working with Thanos. And when he failed, he sort of like, you know, was like, hey, all right, I'm just gonna sneak away from Thanos and like, because I, I messed up. So now that if Thanos is gone, he can just be like, oh, I can just fill in this vacuum because I already know all of his plans because we used to work together. Yeah, he's seen the blueprints. He knows what to do. Um, so this is still a Loki that is learning evil. Like he hasn't had experience the events of Thor Ragnarok that would make him more of like a nice person. Mm. And he got beat in the Battle of New York and is presumed to be dead following the events of Thor the Dark World. And he's hiding out on Asgard pretending to be Odin. So once he finds out that Thanos, the Black Order, and most of his army is gone, Loki can literally slip right in and take control of whatever forces Thanos left behind because he wouldn't be in the position to do so with Odin's army. Yeah, and he's got that silver tongue. Like, he could convince any leftover Thanos uh, loyalist to, like, work for him, you know? Cause, uh, right? He's like, hey, we got benefits. We got yeah, dental. Yeah. So you want to come He's like, you can come hang out in Asgard. You can, like, use the hot tubs. <laughs> It'll be totally cool. Just help me out. It's totally, well, we got gold toilets and everything. And plus, again, since he's pretending to be Odin at the moment, he could have access to any weapons or powerful magic items hidden within Odin's vault. Mm. And he probably wouldn't even make another attempt on conquering Earth until he grabbed a couple of Infinity Stones first. But I can definitely see Loki taking over the Thanos-less timeline at the end of the day because it's just what he wanted to do. His whole aspiration was to rule. And I don't think he would yeah. he would have stopped with Earth anyway. If he did win Avengers. No, one. Thanos is gone. He's like, I'm going to get some Infinity Stones, go back to Earth, make them look mm -hmm. like chumps and get what's mine. <laughs> yeah, he's not nice looking. Oh, he's still, he's still. A he hasn't met Mobius, his uh, husband yet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, we talked about Loki, but I think the next in the line of succession after Loki would definitely be Ronan the Accuser. Okay. Mm. Uh, we already saw in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie that he was tired of being like Thanos's errand boy. You know, when he got his hands mm. on that power stone, he was like, screw you, Mad Titan. I don't need you. I'm going to do this myself. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. So at this point, he's starting to look for the stuff. He, he knows where the power stone is. He sent his right. guy to go get it. And all of a sudden, like Thanos disappears. He's probably like, well, I'm just going to continue on this job uh, and take over the universe. Right. He's got a big old <laughs> warship already. The Dark Aster. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got those Sakaran insectoid soldiers that are, so he's got his own army already. Very handsome soldiers, yes. Very <laughs> handsome soldiers. And plus, you know, he's he's like a Kree warrior, so he's a tough guy. He can get his hands dirty. Like, Loki's not going to do a hand-to-hand -hand fight with anybody if he can avoid it. Ronan will get his, he'll crush a few heads with his hammer uh, if he needs to. Again, he was at all the meetings with Loki. He saw the blueprints. Mm -hmm. He knows the plan. So he's like, well, I'll just continue doing this. And like while in 2014, you know, he's on the outs with the Kree Empire. Like they're kind of mm -hmm. like, he's a weird fanatical. We got these peace treaties. Don't worry about him. Uh, but I think if the Kree saw, if, if Ronan was able to get his hands like one or two affinity stones and showed back up, 
at the Cree home base, they'd be like, okay, well, we'll follow you now. You're doing a great job. Let's get back to conquering. Let's do our thing. I can see that I will have to teach you how to be villains. And plus, Ronan knows about Captain Marvel because he dealt with her in 1995. So he would be like, look, guys, we're taking over for Thanos, but we have to look out for this chick. I'm not being derogative to women. That's Ronan calling her a chick. Uh, (laughs) I just want to clarify. So he'd be like, we have to look out for this, this woman. Uh, who's very powerful. Uh, uh, and so he'd be ready for her. So I think, you know, because I think Thanos was kind of taken surprise by Captain Marvel mm. when she showed up in 2023. So, like, he would be ready for her. So he, I think he could, he, he could have that good plan to get rid of her. He knows about the stones. He's got the big ship. He's got the army. I think he very quickly becomes, like, the next oh, yeah. Thanos. Oh, yeah. Like, like you mentioned, like, this dude is, like, this huge, like, religious zealot, and mm-hmm. he has a bone to pick with anybody who's messed with the Kree throughout history. Xandar, the Skrulls, like, is he would literally go, like you said, go to the Kree, take that shit over, have the entire Kree empire. He's going to be like, yo, we're going to go to war with everybody. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And that's how he does it. I mean, I can, I can see it. Like, the Dark Aster lands, the Kree's like, what is, what is this guy doing back here? You know, the Supreme Intelligence mm-hmm. is like, get this motherfucker out of here and then he's like look at these boom got two infinity stones they'd be like oh i'm like boom you looking for this booyah booyah baby. ronan very great contender but another great contender as we see in episode two of what if is of course the collector tanalir tavan he showed us in that episode how he could become the, the biggest bad in the universe because you know he just got the juice he's got the whole tavan corporation he's ready to roll and he's got at least one infinity stone in his collection in 2014 and is well aware of its importance and power as he's like super old he's one of the elders of the universe and it wouldn't take much for the collector to move on from collecting singular items to collecting entire planets and civilizations, because this is something that he does in the comics as well. And if anything, the fact that he's one of the, these long-living elder beings might keep him from doing the hard work of conquering everything right now. So maybe, in one timeline, he becomes the big bad crime lord that we saw in What If, and that's probably just a rare occurrence. But if we're going to consider the Collector, we should probably also consider his brother... The Grandmaster, baby! You know, you know how brothers like, are. If if one sees the other doing something, they want to do it too. You know, be like, "Well, I'll take over the galaxy." Yeah, exactly. but the Grandmaster, just like the Collector, is another one of these elder beings who have been there since the beginning mm. of the universe. Uh, he loves being in charge, as we saw. He wants to party all the time. He loves having mm. like subjects that adore him, uh, and he loves forcing people to battle to their death for his amusement and the amusement of his citizens. Very Roman in his style. You know, Ah. it's how the Romans did it right before Rome fell apart. Uh, Entertainment for the masses. Circus of the people. (laughs) It's a fun time. It's a fun time (laughs) until it ends. It was through this process of battle elimination that he came to like have and possess his grandest champion, the Hulk. Uh, and with oh. the Hulk alone, the Great Master could start taking over the universe. The problem is you just have to, like, convince the Hulk to go destroy a planet for you. Because, like, the Hulk loves being the the grand champion for the Grand Master. But I think he likes mm. the attention he's getting. He likes being loved because on Earth he's, like, seen as a monster. So he's happy to, like, kill a few, you know, random gladiators if it makes all the people love him. And he gets, you know, the, the penthouse suite and he gets all the hot tubs he can he can afford. Uh, 
so a hundred percent like yeah. i feel like hulk like not bruce banner but hulk in, in particular is very manipulative oh yeah and you, if you just were like hey we everyone would love you if you just took over yeah. the planet you know uh you know xandar you'd be like okay yeah i'll, <laughs> I'll do it I'll smash women and children yeah. <laughs> hulk's, hulk's got that big green ego baby he he loves a little mm. attention but yeah if you if the grandmaster tried to be like okay i like the fighting now go destroy a planet he might not like be so obedient about that mm. so while the grandmaster he wields a lot of power on sakar but i don't know if he would want to fill in for thanos because it seems like a lot of work you know mm. he's he's pretty like set especially in like 2014 he's pretty set on sakar i don't think he would like necessarily want to like try and push his influence out into the taking over the whole universe right but i mean we saw that you know that could be upended really easy through revolution and he kind of has to like start all over again so mm. if 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 in that timeline without thanos the revolution still somehow happens on sakar he might be like well i guess i gotta start all over i might as well take over the whole universe if i'm gonna do it you know it'll be crazy well first of all oh, sorry my brain is i'm doing give a weird the crazy thing give um, me the crazy you know what would be crazy with the Grandmaster? Like, what if he did have this aspiration to take over the universe? Mm. And he did, but he forced every planet to fight amongst each other. Mm. This is like, so he takes one, like the, the the last person left on each planet for one big, like, Grandmaster tournament. And so, like, the last person in the universe would be, like, the winner of the tournament. And so, like, he just wanted to find, like, an equal. He's like, I want to find the greatest champion mm. of, of all time. And so that'd be a great, interesting way for like a, a what if episode for the Grandmaster like if he did what but if. But he doesn't want to have people around. So maybe not like everyone on the planet has to fight, but like every planet has to send their best champion, right? Mm. If your champion loses, I wipe out your planet. That's how it works. Ah, so in the so end, like, he uh, has like a Rick whole and planet left. <laughs> yeah, it's very Rick and Morty like, show me what you got. Show me what you've got. He wants to see, like, who's your best fighter. That would be so much fun. Right? And then whatever planet is left, he just, like, calls that home, and they all hang out on one planet and party all the time. That's it. And have a that's, sweet That's the goal. That, yo, Marvel should just legit just hire us to make a whole Grandmaster episode, because that's literally it right there. I don't know why they haven't hired us. I don't know why. Seriously, our emails are on display. I'm just kidding. Don't display our emails. <laughs> All right, so another great contender to fill in for Thanos would be, of course, Ego, the Living Planet from Guardians oh, of the Galaxy, yeah. oh, Volume yeah. 2. Like He was already well on his way to totally reshaping the universe in the way that he saw fit. He just needed that spark from one of his offspring. Uh, but with Thanos disappearing in 2014, so does the original catalyst for the creation of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. So if Peter has no power stone to take to the antique stealer on Xandar, and thus never gets in a scuffle with Rocket, Groot, and Gamora, then there is a good chance that the Guardians of the Galaxy, as we know them, never come together. If you know how I feel, why would you say that? But this also means that Peter never has a dance-off with Ronan. Dance-off, bro. Me and you. Leading to the moment when he holds the power stone. And it was that moment that tipped Ego off to the whereabouts of his long-lost Peter Quill. And assuming right, right. Ego does eventually track down his son, he might be able to convince him to join his plan. And since this world would be a Peter who doesn't have the new family of the Guardians, like he might be eager to join his pups in a universe-conquering spree. And I think Ego would be a great replacement for Thanos, assuming that he could find his battery of a son. Um, and I think that that's what this episode ends on. It's like yeah. Peter doesn't have that his family to to make him a good person. And he's probably a lot like T'Challa at the beginning of the episode where he's like, I'm living in this small town. I hate Missouri. This sucks. 
Like, I want I want to feel special. And then here comes his dad in the diner. Hey, kid. <laughs> boy, do I got a surprise for you. You <laughs> are the most special boy in the universe. Something special. Right, but this ego is going to have a lot of work to do, right? Because, like, Peter does... The Peter in the What If episode has no idea about, like, mm-hmm. the cosmos and space and uh, flying around mm-hmm. and Zandarians and all that. So he's going to have to, like, explain a lot. You know, he's just some schmuck working at Dairy Queen. The same Dairy Queen where his parents you know, drop some seed in the wood, which is pretty messed up when you think about that. Uh, I wonder if he's aware of how far away he is from his conception point. I don't know. You had to make it weird. Uh, (laughs) Pretty disturbing. Uh, But yeah, so if we think about like this 2014 timeline, like you said, you got a a Peter Mm. Quill who's maybe, assumably maybe still with the Ravengers at that point. Because like if he doesn't go on his little Guardians adventure, he, he sticks with them. Uh, if Ego does eventually track him down there, I'm sure he kills Yondu right away because he's pissed at him. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe this Peter isn't so, you know, keen on yeah. It, without any like family to tie him down, he'd be, when Ego kind of presents this plan to him, he'd probably be like, "Hell yeah, uh, let's do it." And then he still gets used as a battery. But he may be a battery, but he's a battery. Maybe Ego would give him some agency, <laughs> let him be like a, his lieutenant or something like that, but. I could, I could definitely see ego if that plan went, if that plan worked, because we saw just a little bit of juice and planets were getting like taken oh, over yeah. by the the ooze. Uh, so <laughs> if if he if could, we can find the secret of the ooze, right? the secret ingredient is crime. Right, right. That'd be crazy. I mean, it's just like boom, just like that. He he could have the whole universe. Peter finding his family was a major nexus event. Yeah, from keeping that from happening. You said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. Right. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for raccoons. Uh, That's what I'm saying. All right. I got another candidate for you, MT. And this one. Hit me. Is a god. Okay. Uh, let's okay. talk about Hella. <laughs> okay. I love that god. <laughs> right. Love that god. <laughs> it's Not, the god I serve. You said, said. Uh, so let's assume that in this 2014 timeline, like Odin's still pretty close to fading away forever. Thus releasing mm-hmm. Hella. You know. Uh, again, Odin, like, give your kids a heads up, like, maybe five minutes before she shows up. Maybe this is something Seriously. you prep them for, like, years in advance. I mean, what the f***, Odin? Terrible. Literally like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot I grounded your older sister. Ah, Terrible she's coming. Planet. Bye. I mean, they've been alive for tens of thousands of years. And in, like, the last blip of their life, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're adopted. And uh, your sister, uh, she's more powerful than you. And she's coming right now. Uh, right. Like, terrible oh, parenting. Okay, so let's Odin's assume, like... Hela, so Hela, you know, she, first thing she's going to do, right, is conquer the nine realms, mm. okay? Because this, mm. this is a timeline where Ragnarok's not going to happen like it happened in the main MCU timeline because so many things have shifted at this point. So Hela, she gets into Asgard. She yeets out yeah. Thor and Loki because she's more powerful than them. However, she does it. And so <laughs> now she's, she's going to take over the nine realms first uh, and mm. raise her army of the dead and all that. The rest of the universe, I don't know. Uh, you know, she did tell, she did say that she was kind of mad at Odin for stopping at Nine Realms. Like, let's go get some more. That's true. Because uh, as as you said, MT, like realms are just like places in the universe, right? So she might right. want to conquer more of the universe. Uh, but I think the biggest problem for her is like uh, Asgard is her weak spot, right? That's where she gets all her powers mm. from. So, yeah, she could start taking over. She could be a really big, bad force. But if anyone figures out, like, oh, all we got to do is, like, blow up Asgard, that's going to be a constant problem for her. That's her, like, Achilles heel. 
But I don't, I don't know if she'd want to like take over the whole universe. Maybe it just seems like so much work. Ain't nobody got time for that. But she does love have. Well, she is the goddess of death, so yeah, she wants more dead people, right? Exactly. Like I think that Thanos' mission would be something that she would really want because it would increase her her maybe her authority because she is the god of the dead. Yeah. So the more people, the bigger her army gets, right? I feel like she probably wouldn't want to stop at half. Yeah, <laughs> I think she would point. probably want to go more. at least ninety five percent, maybe, <laughs> just like to have a good chunk of dead people to yeah. make sure that she never loses her power. But you know, I never really considered that. What if um. Hella is responsible for the zombie episode of What If. Ooh. That'd be really interesting. We're going to find out Because soon. she is the goddess of death. Yeah. So how would she factor into a Marvel zombie scenario? We'll find out soon. Oh, man. I loved in, in the What If episode that we're talking about. But when the collector put on her, her hat. Oh, that was that mm-hmm. was badass, dude. It was badass. I and mean, started like it, throwing it. Works it, for it works for him. Oh, that was cool. I didn't realize the swords <laughs> came from dumb. the hat, but it makes a lot of sense. So, of course, we just did hell up. We got to talk about Odin because he's the big dog. He's the big dog of Asgard, and he's like the all-father of pretty much all the universe, essentially. And he's a god that's done a fair amount of conquering in his past. And though his current old man Odin self in 2014 seems pretty content with just living out his days in peace, hiding out in a retirement home on Earth. And he's probably also well aware that his end is near. So unless he wanted to gather the stones to prolong his life, I doubt he would be too keen on taking Thanos' place. I'm too old for this shit. Because he's a nice dude. He's, yeah, he yeah. chilled out. Yeah, I mean, he conquered the Nine Realms the, the hard way. Uh, then he felt bad yeah. about it as he got older. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Put Hella away in the cave or wherever he hides her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if he would, like, suddenly in, like, his, his retirement years be like, oh, real quick, I want to take over for, for Thanos. But, yeah, I mean, you're right, though. If he was like, oh, if I need to get the stones, I can prolong my life and increase my, you know, my Odin force. Uh, maybe he might be into it. <laughs> that you know sounds I mean? like he want, he needs a blue chew. <laughs> yeah, boy needs a blue chew. Uh, <laughs> increase the Odin. My Odin force is getting kind of weak in my old yeah. age. I need listen, a, fellas. A blue we're chew. all trying to increase our Odin force out there. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this next one, MT, I got a I got a a good one for you. Okay, this is gonna okay. bend your mind a little bit. This is a double okay. a double decker too. This is kind of two people I'm, oh. I'm putting together as a successor for Thanos. Uh, it's going to okay. blow your mind a little bit. Okay. Chippendale. Chippendale. <laughs> the Rescue Rangers. They're not here to rescue anymore. They're here to do some death. Chip, no! Let's discuss the possibility of the Ancient One taking over uh, for Thanos. And not just the Ancient One, but what? the Ancient One and Dormammu. Okay? Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay? Okay. Okay. I'm listening. We already know that like the Ancient One is aware of the Infinity Stones, how they work and all that. Uh, and she can see through time uh, up to the point that she dies. Right? So she right. knows that she's going to die some point in the near future. If this is 2014, she's got four years. It's coming. Mm-hmm. She's aware of the Infinity Stones. She can kind of sense magical shifts in the universe. I think she would notice if Thanos suddenly went missing. Like in a, if right. he, if he goes through his like quantum time tunnel, she's going to be like, well, that was weird. Something weird just happened out there. She'd do her little magic uh, and she'd figure it out. Right. <laughs> so I think yeah. there's two possibilities here of ancient one slash Dormammu taking over Thanos. One is like mm. the ancient ones like, okay, maybe if I can get some more stones, cause they got one, they have the time stone. She's like, maybe if I can right. get some more stones, I can get rid of Dormammu. Cause I'm using Dormammu to stay alive. 
I'm the only one who right. can, I have to do this. I mean, she makes some bullshit excuses for using dark magic. She's like, listen, I'm the only one who can do this job. I'm the key I'm candidate. I'm the only one to get the, get the job done. Yeah, you gotta wait till <laughs> Stephen Strange comes around, then I will die, okay? Just give me some time. Mm -hmm. And if I told you everything else that you don't already know, you'd run from here in terror. So, okay, so maybe she's like, all right, Thanos is gone. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take up his mission. I'm gonna get the rest of these infinity stones and then I can get rid of Dormammu. Uh, it probably won't work out for her, but you know, that could be one way. Uh, the other way could be like Dormammu is aware that Thanos is gone and somehow mm. gets into like the ancient one's mind. I don't know because they have some sort of connection. She's drawing that power and maybe he convinces her like, hey, listen, we got to go out there and we got to do this. You could extend your life. You could live for longer. You know, you could be powerful. You could be you're already the sorcerer supreme, but you could be even more incredibly powerful. Right. Uh, so I, and like Dormammu kind of talks her into like doing this and like, maybe she, she leans to the dark side a little. She's like, All right, you know what? You're right. F Earth. I'm tired of this. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get out there. Let's do some damage. Uh, so that's, that's, that would be like my craziest succession is, uh, the ancient Bro. one in Dormammu seeing Thanos gone and being like, let's do this. Let's take over. She gives Dormammu a couple planets to eat. Uh, and then like. <laughs> <laughs> she she runs the she runs like, the universe bro i think the first of all that is crazy is that and crazy? i love that shit but with dormammu he's just one entity in a vast multiverse so what if dormammu was like yo ancient one what if we just go in an alliance you know you you've been using my stuff but like what if both of our universes were to work together mm. to stop the threat co coming to us because we know that you know we got kings on the way we got like other threats like shumagorath like there, there was probably some type of multi multiversal war if it's not the obviously not the way that um kang told us with the lies right. of the tva but like there has to be some type of multiversal struggle if dormammu already has a, a bunch of dimensions within his domain like he had to fight for those probably and we can squash the other dimensions and run this neighborhood so we got dormammu but here's another wild one for you okay. what about we got to consider the red skull what? because he was up there on vormir just chilling and uh if he's got he's got some knowledge of the stones um so if there was a way for red skull to escape his servitude on vormir perhaps even with the soul stone he would definitely want to get back to his conquering ways because that's just what he does he's this is what he knows the best and earth would seem like such a small price for him at that point because he's he's, he's been in the universe so, like he's seen the universe from the cosmic's perspective so like he has a greater understanding of the cosmos so it's he wouldn't stop at earth he's gonna go big he's gonna go big or go mm. home or go back to Vormir. One of, one of those <laughs> options. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah, because, you know, growing up as a young Nazi, uh, he, you know, his, his <laughs> dreams were just like, let's take over the world, right? But now that he's been right. in space for a while, he's been hanging out on Vormir, maybe the whole time, we don't really know, but like, he's got a mm. whole new perspective now, so he's not going to be like, I want to go back to Earth and take it over. No, he doesn't care about Earth anymore. <laughs> like, he wants to take over oh, the no. whole... The whole universe. So yeah, if he somehow could get off of Vormir, I don't know how. Probably just an Uber, probably. Yeah, he calls just, an uh... Uber. He's like, why didn't I think of this before? Uh, <laughs> another person to consider, another kind of big bad, uh, Surtur, mm. you know. I know, oh, I know what you're thinking. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, Mr. Krabs, <laughs> Mr. Fiery Krabs. Uh, he's got his crown, wiping out Asgard. I mean, all he really wants to do is wipe out Asgard. And he seems, like, before mm. he gets to do it, he seems so bored and just tired and, like, mm. tired of this bullshit. Uh, but, like, let's say he's able to finally destroy Asgard to bring the Ragnarok. Uh, mm. Do you think, like, after that, he might be like, well, let's go blow up some other planets. I don't know. Uh and if there's no, because Hela couldn't stop him, 
uh, she was unable to stop him. Uh, so now you have this like timeline with no Thanos. You know, if Ragnarok comes to pass, there's no Thanos there. No one's got control of the Infinity Stones. Could Searcher just start reaping across the galaxy, destroying planets all over the place? He probably has beef with like the other you know realms that sided with the Asgardians probably right. against you know Surtur and, and Hell and all that stuff. He, he's probably going after other people like uh, the Vanaheim and and all them. Yeah, he's got a list. He's got a list. I can definitely see Surtur just going for it, and everyone just it's erupting into this huge um, universal war. But yeah, those are all very worthy candidates to replace Thanos that we've seen so far in the MCU. But what about a couple of other candidates? from the Marvel comics. Candidates like Galactus. Like Galactus has mm. got to be your number one replacement from the comics because in a timeline without Thanos, Galactus would come right in and eat everything up for sure. He is there so that, you know, life doesn't get out of control. I feel like because Thanos is gone, Galactus, the universe and or eternity or whatever um, is in charge, the cosmos is going to be like, we gotta, there has to be order because Thanos is not wrong on a, on a, on the cosmic scale yeah Thanos is not wrong there has to be balance or else things are going to um just overpopulate there's going to be so much life so that is what Galactus's function is in the comics to eat planets to make sure that everything's are in check so yeah we'll probably definitely see Galactus at some point in the MCU but this 2014 mm -hmm. timeline with no Thanos I'm sure he'd probably show up sooner there another another one uh, to think about is like Annihilus uh, he comes from the negative zone. I mean, he has the, is it the control rod that he uses, which is kind yes. of like an infinity gauntlet in some ways. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe he doesn't need to worry about those stones, but without Thanos, I mean, he could swoop in real fast and be like, oh, by the way, I need to kill this timeline uh, because I got to kill all timelines because I'm trying to live forever. Yo, like, you know, we have the Annihilation Wave. That's a huge story in mm -hmm. the comics. And I really want to see that. And I feel like that's definitely coming. I think in a few years when, when, MCU is like, when Marvel's like, we need to clear house. We got too many characters. That's when the <laughs> comes, buddy. That's when it comes. So we got too many cosmic heroes. We got to get rid heroes. of the whole Shia. Yeah. <laughs> but also, we got to talk about Doctor Doom. Mm. Doctor Doom would be quick to conquer the universe if given the chance because he's all about authority. He wants everyone to respect his authority. You will respect my authority. So when he does eventually show up in the MCU, he's going to be pissed when he realizes that those Infinity Stones are already gone. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, Thanos, why would you do that? They're yeah. perfectly good Infinity Stones. I don't know. I I don't know if they're going to say like Dr. Doom was around the whole time or how they're going to introduce him. But mm. if they just introduce him now and he's, like, along. <laughs> and he's like, wait, there were Infinity Stones and they're gone now? Oh, fuck, man. Come on. This is a bummer, man. But yes, this is a pretty solid list of worthy contenders for succession. But who would be your top pick for succession, Brandon? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with my my emo boy with the black eyes, Ronan the Accuser. I think, okay. I think he would slip in there first in this 2014 right. timeline. He's going to be the first one to be like, all right, I'm doing this then. He's going to roll up with his dark aster blasting my chemical romance. He's, yeah, he's going to be like... <laughs> Don't break my heart again. I don't know. I just made up that song. But, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be blasting some emo music and he'll be like, that's it. I'm doing this. I'm tired of being pushed around. It's going to be my time. And they're going to respect me on Cree. They're going to be nice to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's my top pick. What about you, MT? I'm going to say Ego. Because oh, okay. Ego, you know, he's he was already on his way to, like, mm. you know, just killing everybody anyway. So, like. It just it would just be really easy for him if he could just find another person out there that carries a celestial gene. Yeah. So we don't know if Peter's the only one. We That's don't true. know. We don't know what made Peter special and what made his genes 
um, compatible with ego. So there could just easily be another a candidate out there. Um, it's just like a, a game of like chance, really. But that is it for that first question, a big question. But before we continue, you should check out our most recent addition to our latest Obsession line of shirts inspired by Marvel's What If. It's a very cool design with Tuatu and a really stylized look. It's a limited edition shirt, so you gotta grab one really quick. And we've also got a full line of Suicide Squad merch as well, including a great King Shark Jaws inspired shirt. Super f***ing dope. So grabbing something from NewRockstarsMerch.com is an awesome way to support the channel and to get some nods of approval from cool strangers because that's what we do. The other day, someone tweeted at me that someone was wearing a new Rockstar shirt and they were like, gang gang. Like there was like a secret like gang gang between two, two gang strangers. Gang. And I was so happy. I was so that's happy. Because like, warms it my just, heart. It just, it's a great way to like, you know, spot other new Rockstars fans. So like go to newrockstarsmerch.com so we can find out who's amongst the family, who's amongst the nerd baby family. You know what I'm saying? But yes, before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the folks that help bring big question to you. Folks like, Upstart. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can just get ahead. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personally expensive, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. And unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. And so with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash big question. That's upstart.com slash big question. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. So loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash big question and uh, get your debt figured out. Every day, delicious groceries fall through the cracks of our food system just because of how they look. In 2019 alone, 35% of the food supply went unsold or uneaten in the U.S. Imperfect Foods is turning this around by sourcing quirky but delicious foods and delivering them to you in a way proven to reduce emissions. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service that has created an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious. Make a difference, embrace imperfection, and get your groceries delivered weekly with Imperfect Foods. All you have to do is sign up, personalize your weekly order, and then shop online each week and get groceries that help you invest in a better food system. All delivered to your front door. Unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect delivers by neighborhood, a unique model that produces 25-75% to 75 fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and make sure to use the promo code BIGQUESTION. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com using promo code BIGQUESTION. Try Imperfect Foods now for a limited time. Get 20% off your first four orders. Go to imperfectfoods.com and use BIGQUESTION to sign up. Now it is time to enter our bite-sized questions. And Brandon, I've got a question for you. Our first bite-sized question is, how did pre-serum Steve's pants grow with his body to still fit his post-serum self? A very good question. I know, I know. And I know what you're thinking. Is this like another case of the magical stretchy pants in the Marvel Universe, a la Bruce Banner <laughs> and the Hulk? Okay, but I don't think so. And just to be sure, I went back and I checked the videotape frame by frame. I checked the tape, I popped on my JBLs, 
and I got in close <laughs> and stared at Steve's body. Uh, so I went <laughs> the through the scene from the NFL. I, I know. I never, I never saw that scene so many times. I went and watched it over and over again. Going through this, the scenes just before like scrawny Steve is boosted up with the serum. Uh, it looks like he's wearing like really baggy pants. And it, you know, this mm. is the 1940s and like baggy pants are like in style. It's pretty normal. It's not like those like tight pants we wear today. You know, there was just like a little more give in the pants. But his pants because everyone like, was listening to NWA, dude. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but these these pants he's wearing, they're like very baggy, and they're also like super long on his legs. Mm. Uh, like once okay. Steve gets the serum and is all jacked up, uh, the pants are noticeably tighter, uh, and they have because now they have to fit in those like thick thighs and those hammies. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and the hem of the pants fits. Yeah, it, it's like he's wearing uh, what my my grandmother my grandma would say are clam diggers, you know, capri pants. Uh, <laughs> when you see like when Steve's running down the road chasing chasing that hydra uh-huh. agent, his his pants come to like mid calf. It's kind of ridiculous. So it's like clearly they were aware of like the pants that they were gonna have to leave some room in the pants. Erskine tells them like take off the hat and the jacket and the tie, but he doesn't mention the pants. So they were ahead of they knew what was gonna happen. All right, they were they were ready for this, hmm. um, but I know what you guys are already thinking, uh, and you're probably writing in the comments right now. You're like, "What about the belt?" He's wearing a belt. It's the same color as the pants. It's the army's you know uniform. It's hard to see it, but he is wearing a belt. You can see the buckle. Pre serum, the pants do look pretty tight around the waist. Like as he's getting into the machine, hmm. they're cinched up pretty tight. It's pretty uniform, but they could you know they could have some rubber or elastic in the waist. You know, because I know this is the war okay. effort and you're supposed to be conserving rubber, but this is part <laughs> of the war. Okay. This was a soldier they were making. So they might've used a little bit of rubber just in like the pants and belt area. But it's also is when they close the chamber, but there's a moment before they get started and he could, you can't see his hands. He could go down and like loosen the belt a little bit. You know, Erskine could be like, Steve, true. when you get in there, make a little looser. In the, in the <laughs> loosen the belt. Well, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Uh, Loosen the belt because your penis is about to get huge. <laughs> You're going to be quite surprised when you look down at your schnitzel later. I don't know. I think Scrawny Steve was packing. He just, you know, he couldn't say. I will also say, I don't think Steve's waist grows as much. Because, um, like, mm. Chris Evans, the actor, he has a pretty kind of s- slim waist. And, you know, uh, Captain America... He's he's pretty shredded. He's got big arms. He's got big legs. But he's got a nice tight waist. I can't believe I'm saying all this. He's got a nice tight waist. Uh, so I don't. Let's go into this, Brandon. What about this tight oh, waist? This waist. I watched it so many times. Um, mm, yeah, I don't think it grew that, that much. Um, so I don't think this is a case of magical pants. Maybe a magical belt. Mm. But like everything else was kind of okay. planned ahead of time. If if you watch it, he's wearing baggier pants, and then they get tighter. All right, so our second bite-sized question comes from IAJ Smith, 24 from Discord, who asks, what are Bloodsport's weapons made of? Mm, good question, IAJ Smith. So in the original DC comics, Robert Dubois, aka Bloodsport, he's like a, Viet, uh, a Vietnam War draft dodger who's recruited and kind of brainwashed by Lex Luthor, uh, and he becomes like mm. a highly skilled assassin with a big desire to kill Superman, because that's what Lex Luthor mm. wants. Um, he didn't really have any superpowers to speak of, but he did have a device that allowed him to teleport high-tech weapons to his person, like, whenever he needed them. Right. Uh, so this gave him an advantage in, like, any combat situation, uh, and he met, he had, like, a plethora of tools at his disposal. Like Tim Allen, the tool man. Yeah, he was Tim Allen, the tool man. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
So when it came to making the Suicide Squad movie, uh, James Gunn decided to replace the teleportation device with like the nanotechnology that we see on the suit. Um, so this mm. means that Bloodsport still had the access to the weapons, just not the teleporter, which I think kind of makes sense. I think movie audiences are more used to nanotech now. It gets used a lot. Uh, you know, Iron Man yeah. obviously uses it a lot. Uh, and so, it, it, in a lot of ways, it seems less silly than like a teleportation device, even though it's oh, yeah. just as silly. Gunn told Cinema Blend <laughs> that he worked very closely with the prop master and the costume designer on this film to make sure that all the mm. weapons on the suit work practically and like actually make sense. So it's not mm. it's not exactly like Tony's nanotech Iron Man suit where he can just like make any weapon he needs and use parts of it and you know all that kind of stuff. Like Bloodsport actually mm -hmm. has to have the pieces to put them together. He can put them in, together in different ways, but they actually have to be there. And so they worked really hard when they were making the film to be like, no, we can't have this there because that's where the flamethrower is. So he has to pull this from over here. Right. Uh, and I kind of like that part towards the end of the film when he's kind of like searching and he's like out of weapons. He seemed to have like yeah. a limited amount, but he doesn't, you know, and it gives him makes him a little more human in that way. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, he can't just like have a grappling hook whenever he needs to. He has to be wearing like his grappling hook sock. Right. We don't know where he got the nanotech from. Uh, you know, they do say that he sh shot Superman, which is what happened in the comics. Robert Dubois shoots Superman with a kryptonite right. bullet. And they mention Amanda Waller mentions that in the film. So we can assume that maybe a similar thing happened here where Lex Luthor hooked up with him and like gave him access to nanotechnology. Uh, but that's pretty much how it works. Nanotechnology. You, you can tell that like James Gunn is notorious for like very, working very closely mm -hmm. with his costume designers to make sure everything makes sense and that there's a story behind all the pieces. Like I really love that he he did that because like it, Bloodsport really does feel like a practical like like character because like it's it, like assembling the gun. Like that's the one scene in the Suicide Squad right. that I keep replaying in my head because it's so badass. And like they never have to explain it. It just makes sense and the audience picks it up and it, it works. I really liked it. But yeah, thanks, Brendan. But now it is time for my favorite part of the show. Well, all of the parts are my favorite part, but I do love me some box of scraps. 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 I love the goofy box of scraps. Every time we play, we say box of scraps, you have to play the goofy version, editors. No. No, I don't think I will. So today's box of scraps question is, what if you could replace a character in the MCU? Who would you be, and how would you do a better job than the original person? That's a great question, MT. Uh, I'm not going to replace anyone that has to do a lot of pull-ups. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be my job. No, no, no upper arm strength. Uh, so I'm not going to replace any of those characters. All right. This, I, here's who I'm going to replace. And this is going to be controversial because I'm going to go with a villain. Okay. I would replace a villain. Okay. Uh, okay. Who would I, you replace? I would replace Darren Cross because uh, I think he was like oh. almost there. You know, he had a really good plan. Mm. Uh, he was just, he just got a little too crazy. And I know that's his thing. I know it's his character. He gets crazy. <laughs> I think if he just kept he his did, head like, a little bit. That actor did a really great job of being crazy. He did a great job of representing the crazy. Um, but I think if he just focused a little more on his task, really honed in on the science, got the science there before trying to sell it. Also, don't sell mm. your stuff to terrorists. Okay? Just don't do it. There's yeah. going to be a buyer it's out there. generally just a yeah. bad idea. You're going to make enough money <laughs> selling your technology the clean way, okay? You don't have to go mm. to the 10 rings right off the bat, all right? That's, that's your first <laughs> mistake. You can't get in bed with these criminal organizations, okay? So I would replace 
I would replace Darren. I would become the Yellow Jacket, mm. and I would rule the world. Okay. That's how I would do it. I feel like you would be a boss-ass Yellow Jacket, man. I'd be you a boss-ass Yellow Jacket, dude. <laughs> I'd do Scott it. Scott Lang would not survive. Yeah. Oh, he'd <laughs> he be, be dead. dead in a second. <laughs> Zip. Lasered. Zip. You just like hit him with like a, one of those mosquito like tennis oh, yeah. rackets, like <laughs> the fly Zip. ones. Like, I wouldn't catch him in the little tube. I just kill him. Boom. Done. Thumbs up. <laughs> I think I would choose. I would choose Killmonger. I think. Oh, okay. Because Killmonger was not technically wrong because Wakanda was very messed up. To sort I agree of with a lot of not help any his theories of the nations, not his practices around his them. Yeah, like, so I, I wouldn't want to, like, do what Killmonger <laughs> did. Like, I would not want to, like, kill people to get this done. But, like, you know, there is, he does have some sort of pull being a child of Wakanda mm. and, like, you know, having some type of claim to the throne. So I just would have been like, hey, I'm going to find Wakanda and then I'm going to really just try to reform Wakanda because there are so many African nations around them that could benefit from yeah. Wakanda technology, Wakandan help. So, like, it, it was really messed up for T'Chaka to, to like isolate Wakanda for, even though he did have a good reason to, right, there, right, you know, but the then world like, was trying to take advantage of them. But yeah, things change, situations change. Okay, and then you know, mm -hmm. I think you're right, MT. Like T'Challa, he kills his brother or his cousin, his cousin. T'Challa, he kills his cousin and just steals his mm -hmm. idea and is like, "Hello, you win. <laughs> I have this great idea." I mean, that was Killmonger's <laughs> idea, dude. That's 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 rough. I think it's telling MT it's that true. both you and I chose villains to replace in the MCU. <laughs> we don't want to be Iron Man. We want to be the bad guys. I mean, I like, like the heroes got it all together because the heroes yeah. always win. It's the villains that job. need the help. That's yeah, yeah. That's right. We're trying to help the people who need the help. And it's the villains. Exactly. <laughs> well, that is it for this episode of Big Question. I want to thank Brandon for joining us this episode. Please follow him at Grinnenberg on Twitter. He is an amazing man. Thank you for joining us, Brandon. Thank you for having me, MT. This was great. This is so good. And you can, of course, follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to See me tweet some really weird shit. But most importantly, subscribe to New Rockstars wherever we are, especially on YouTube, so you can hit that notification bell so you can, you know, get notifications whenever we upload a new video because we'd be uploading every day and you don't want to miss it. And make sure to go to NewRockstarsMerch.com to get some cool shirts that all your friends will be jealous of. But yes, thank you guys all for watching and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.